So I get the incredible privilege this evening. We've had um, preachers on Introduce. We've had preachers on Integrate. And I get the opportunity this evening to speak about investing. And it's such a beautiful topic for me to be preaching on. I, I love the fact that as we journey through these different words behind me, um, it's a journey. For me, I feel like um, another subtitle of the series could be Journeying with Christ and Community into Maturity. And I really hope this evening that I can help you understand the two things I want to leave you with this evening. I want to leave you with two statements. The first one is, we are made to grow. And the second one is, we are made to serve. And before I explain these statements, um, I just wanted to give you a reason why. Why do, why are we made to serve and why are we made to grow? I loved um, Taryn's prayer at the very beginning. The reason we are made to grow and grow, made to serve is because of what Jesus has done for us. And that gives you motivation to do any of those things. Jesus came and he put a deposit inside your heart and he asked you to guard that deposit until the time where you go and be with him forever. So let me jump into my preach this evening. The word invest is a verb. It's a doing word, it's active, it's moving, and it's growing. It's definitely not standing still. It's one of those words that you could think of many different ways that you might want to invest. You might want to take some money and invest it in a policy. Um, you, might want to, you might want to be needing some investment in your marriage. You need to be spending time with your, and growing in your marriage. You might be needing some investment time in your children. You might be needing some investment time when it comes to your career. Maybe you are moving through the ranks at work. Maybe you're shining your light at work. Those things are things that you are investing in. But the question I'd like to ask is, at the end of all the process of investment, is how is your investment growing? You're not gonna put your money into something and not expect it to have a return. So I'd just like to take us on a little bit of a journey before I get into some of the other things. I want to take us to the Gospels of Timothy. These are Paul's, they say um, that these are Paul's, some of Paul's last words. He is, they are letters that he's written to Timothy, who is his protege, and Timothy is preaching and he's ministering in Ephesus at the time, and Paul realizes that his time is short. So he says, I need to leave some last words. You can imagine how important. Often people will say, what was the last thing they said to you? These are important words. So I think we need to take heed of them and listen to them. So let's take a look at Paul. Paul, at this stage of his life, is, his life is basically over. At the moment, he's in a dungeon in Rome. He's awaiting execution from the evil tyrant Nero. He was destitute. It says he didn't even have a coat to keep him warm. It's one of the things he asked Timothy to bring him. He is not a world-renowned best-selling author at this stage. He's not a conference speaker. At this point, he didn't know that many centuries later, people would call their sons Paul and their dogs Nero. <laughs> at the moment, he is just a lonely old man who is chained to a Roman guard with many, many reasons to be disappointed. So as he awaits for death, Paul would have every reason to say, I'm not too sure about the way I lived my life. 
I'm not going to advise others to follow my example. And yet, what does he do? He displays confident assurance in God, and he urges Timothy to follow his example. This man has got something to tell us about investing our lives successfully. In 1 Timothy 6, verse 20, he says, O Timothy, God the deposit entrusted to you. In 2 Timothy 1, 14, he says, By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, God the good deposit entrusted to you. Through the power of the Spirit, Timothy was to God the gospel. Now, the word deposit comes from ancient times, long before there were banks, long before there were personal safe safety deposit boxes. What would happen is if a person was going away, they would take their treasured possession and they would ask somebody to take care of it. They would entrust it to somebody while they were away. And the person was bound by a sacred oath to protect what they had been given, this entrusted treasure. That is what God has done with us. God has given us the Gospels. He has entrusted the Gospel into our hearts. He has deposited it into our account. And He expects us to guard this priceless, precious treasure. He has entrusted us with something of infinite worth, worth and unsurpassed beauty. And He has done this because of His incredible great love for us and Him wanting to restore the relationship between us that was broken. My question to you tonight is how's God's investment doing in your life? Have you shown any interest? It would be safe to say many of us are investing in lots of different things in our lives. We are allotted a certain number of days. How are we investing? We better be investing wisely. And then just on another point, I know that we um, have asked people here if they don't know Jesus. But I just think for me, it's one of those things that I don't think it's too strong a thing to say, that unless you have deposited your life with Christ and he has given, your life, given you the incredible treasured deposit in your life, I think you're wasting your life. Paul made that deposit some 30 years before he writes these letters to Timothy on the road to Damascus, and he continued to entrust the deposit that God had given him. Paul later goes on in 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17, to give Timothy some handles on how to protect and grow this amazing deposit. He says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I'm not sure about you, but I know that I want to be thoroughly equipped for every good work that God has for me, which means I need to grow my deposit inside of me. So how do we grow what God has given us? How can I invest in my life so that I can grow? When I was preparing for preaching, I felt God give me a picture of a tree, and immediately I was taken to that scripture. If I could have that slide. Thank you, Shepherd. John 15, verse 4, that says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. A couple of things I feel out of that scripture. I've realized, well, without him, I can't grow. I need to have deposited my life into him if I want to grow. I need to take responsibility for my growth. 
Equip GC, you will see on that beautiful invest board at the back there, we've got some little Perspex holders. Please take the brochures home with you. The idea is that they're the same size as our month planner, so you can pop them inside and take them home with you. We have been doing the most incredible course, training course over the last four weeks with Wally Gerstmeyer and Sid Jolson. Ask anybody who's been to it. It has changed their life. He has taken evangelism and made it so practically easy for every single person to do. A topic that for some can seem a little bit overwhelming. He, the people that have been on that course have decided that they need to invest in their lives. They need to equip themselves. They need to be trained. How many courses that Glenrich has offered over the last year have you attended? It's a question. Have you, what have you been doing to invest in your life? You'll also find on that invest board, um, and we've put it on the website as well, we've got a little, little pamphlet on recommended reading. There's so much stuff outside that is bombarding us with social media and other things. What are you reading? What are you feeding and watering that deposit with? Can I encourage you? Take home the recommended reading. We're gonna change it every so often. There's things to read for adults. Those of you that have got children, We've got recommended reading for children, if you're wanting to read to your children. It's a wonderful opportunity. It's a great resource. Take it home, and maybe it can help you mature and grow the deposit that God has put inside you. Remember that we have never arrived. Um, one of the funny stories, I'm not sure many of you will know, but um, Stan was preaching, as I said, in Australia. And um, Glenridge is um, part of a group of churches called New Covenant Ministries. We're in a relationship with people who are part of that movement. And the gentleman who founded that movement many, many, many years ago is living in Australia. That's part of the reason that um, the team of guys went across there. He's very um, ill and he can't actually travel. So they went across to get a bit of impartation from them, a little bit of investing in their, in their lives. And um, he was in the audience this morning. So Stan said, you're feeling nervous. I've got to preach to Dudley. Imagine how I'm feeling. But such an amazing thing. Dudley sent him an SMS afterwards, and he just said, thank you for your preach. I felt like I grew. And it's such a challenge. It doesn't matter how old you are. He's in his late 70s. Are you coming with your student cap wherever you are? Anybody, doesn't matter how old they are, doesn't matter how young they are, doesn't matter what color they are, are you coming with your student cap on, saying, Lord, I want you to speak to me. How am I going to grow? And then I love that we, on our, one of our boards, we've got that. Remember that we also grow in circles as well as roles, as well as rows, not roles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a disclaimer here. I was just thinking about the Borovos roles and the rugby, and there will be no judging. I hope anybody who saw us watching the rugby um, might not have seen such great fruit coming out of us, but it was very tense and it was very um, nail-biting, so I think we can all be forgiven for that. But remember, we grow in circles as well as rows. Take people on the journey with you. Um, I know people have taken their home groups and said, let's all do the parenting course together. Let's all attend Salty Life. Take people on the journey with you. Remember, it's a journey. We are all trying to get to a destination. We're always trying to get from A to B. I remember, um, I think it was Doug who told us as well. He said, make the journey your friend. Make the journey your friend. Take somebody on the journey with you. 
And then it says, when we remain in him, the word says we will mature and we will produce fruit. Shepherd, if I could have that other slide. These are fruit trees that are laden. Can you see? I mean, some of those lemons, you can't even count how many are coming off that one branch. How many of you know that in order for a tree to bear fruit like this, there's been a lot of preparation beforehand? A lot of investment has taken place. So I contacted our family um, who have a farm in Richmond, and I spoke to the farmer, his name, we call him Papa, and he's a German man, he's not a man of many words. He, um, he gave me four things. I said, tell me, how do I get the fruit tree to look like that? He said, okay, I'll tell you the four preparations that need to be done. And I just really think it was so amazing because the first thing he said is he said, you need good soil preparation. If we want to grow in God, that's what I'm talking about. What are you doing to invest in your life? What are you doing to prepare the soil so that you can grow and bear fruit like that? Second thing is he said, you need a good grafted seedling. How amazing is that? I mean, I've just read that scripture about being grafted into the vine. Unless we're grafted into him, we're never going to grow and we're never going to bear fruit that looks like this. The third thing is, as he said, you need compost. In Ephesians as well as in Timothy, um, it talks about that God gives us amazing gifts that are there to help us. They help us mature. They correct us. They teach us. They train us. That for me would be the compost in our lives and the incredible people that God has put you in community with. And the last thing is, is he says you need the right amount of water. And we know that the Holy Spirit is the living water for us, and we can't do anything. We can't grow without him in our lives. But my great news, when you've got fruit that looks like that, the great news is that it's no longer for the tree. It's actually for other people. And you get the, the opportunity once you've borne fruit like that, to actually be a fruit bearer. And the, one of our, I think the, um, throughout this entire series about This Is Us, um, you'll see the Glenridge core values will be mentioned again and again. Shepard, if I could have that next slide. I would say under the invest slide, and under the invest section, I would say these are the two values that are really highlighted. The fact that you belong to this incredible family and the fact that you get to be generous with your fruit. And then just a little side note, I don't want to steal Stan and Graham's preachers for next week, but do you know that South Africa exports all their best fruit? Go around the world and you'll find all the amazing South African fruit. Isn't that incredible? When you get to be a fruit bearer and when you get to, be, to have good bearing fruit, God will use you to go to your neighbors and to the nations. And that moves on to our impact side of things as well. So this is the next thing. So we made to grow. I think I've pretty much made that clear to you. And then it becomes, next slide please, Shepherd. And then it becomes your turn to bring what you have to the table. I love that slide. You know that one of the core things about Glenridge Church is that we believe in dining room Christianity. That's how you grow. How are you bringing? You are made to serve, and I put a little slash there. I said you're also made to share. How generous are you with your fruit? We are all fruitful. When you have the deposit of Christ inside you, you are all fruitful. 
please, can I just say on the side here as well, don't compare your fruit with others. Do you know that different fruits bloom in different seasons? Your fruit might not be in full bloom yet. Why don't you celebrate other people's fruit and don't withhold the fruit that you have in your life? Comparison and bitterness will not produce healthy, life-giving fruit for others to partake in. What a wonderful video. What they didn't tell you in that story was that um, Hilton and Chantal, we as, a le as leaders, we were needing some volunteers to help over Christmas time. We sent a clipboard around at the leaders meeting and everybody just put their names down into different slots that they could fill um, to help out our shine teachers. And Hilton and Chantel put their names down and they went there and they fell in love with the children and they realized what an incredible ministry that shine does on the other side of the walls here. Those little lives that you're investing in are going to be loving Jesus and walking with Jesus for their whole lives. So can I encourage you? We've got beautiful information about Shine at the back. Megan and Roy are here. If you're looking for a way to invest in this community, that is a beautiful vehicle for you to invest in. We're excited because we started Shine at Night um, in this evening service. We have never had kids' ministry or facilities before. But God is adding families. You see all these beautiful children in the front. So if you're looking for a place to invest, Megan and Roy would be happy to chat to you. So your fruit may be your gift that God has given you. It may be your time. It may be your hands. But I can tell you one thing for sure. It's going to require your heart. Your heart is going to show the true motives behind why you are doing these things. Can I implore you? As you consider the invest journey that we're on and that you're on, and as you lift your head to the King and Master, and you thank Him for the great deposit that He has placed inside your life, and as that overflows from your heart, can you ask Him to show you how to love and serve His bride who He died for, this community of Glenridge? How can you say yes? There's another little brochure in the back that you're welcome to take. It's got many opportunities. This list is not exhaustive. There are many other opportunities and ways that you can invest in this beautiful family. And I wonder, just the last slide, thanks Shepherd. At Glenridge Church, we love God passionately. We love each other deeply and we wanna change the world we live in, both near and far. As you decide tonight, well, how are you gonna bring your fruit to the table can I ask you, put your eyes on Jesus and ask him to show you. Thank you. Stand, let's just pray. Father God, I wanna thank you that you have given us talents, abilities, gifts, skills, and opportunities. I wanna thank you for the privilege of belonging to such a beautiful family. And we know that when, with privilege comes responsibility. Help us, Lord, to make our lives count. Help us to take the deposit that you've put in our lives and grow the investment, Lord Jesus. Not just for ourselves, but so that we can go to the ends of the world and tell people about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.